So in each of each of us on the earth at this time, there are always a handful of pathways you can walk. And um, people think they have choice, and of course we do in certain ways, but I don't really have the choice to be a deep sea driver, diver or a Navy SEAL or uh, you know a, a pilot who's flying in the um, supersonic planes. You know I don't have the adeptness for that. I have other gifts, and so each of us has particular qualities. And I think if you let go in the next months of places in you that would have had to be present as a great warrior or a survivor, or a victim, or a perpetrator of harm, or an instigator, or a collaborator of falling, rather than the most virtuous paths of alignment you could have as a human being. So if you follow those virtuous pathways, you'll find that more of your energy comes into a consolidation and then you can be present with how, how can I let go of the lost places that won't come again of what I might have been if we'd done this five years ago, or 20 years ago, or eight months ago. Right? So then you start aligning the agreements you have with God or the context, context of sort of your contract or your covenant with God and with God and other beings. And then you start finding a kind of a clarity of your relationships with the places and other people that were choosing virtue all along. And you forgive yourself and others the places in you that were collaborating with partly falling or were not adequately good enough, were reactive or hostile or dissonant or um, cowardly or wh whatever was not able to find its way and so in resolving that you start to solidify the instrument you can be of of a very blessed and virtuous aligned life it's very beautiful and then it's much easier to kind of exhale and give out a sigh and say okay what am I doing now and what are we doing now and you you come into present time you come into present time so we'll work tomorrow somewhat with the future and ideas of, um, I guess, um, kind of a joyful purpose, really. And I think that in the, in the lives that all of us have here, uh, anybody who's about 90 and younger gets to have a certain fulfillment. And I named the course two years ago when I knew this was the aspiration for what humanity was doing was this fulfillment, you know, in the garden, in Amy and Joseph's garden. And so this quality is, if my father came home from World War II, he wasn't in fighting, but he was in at the very end of the war, his alignment with what he knew was possible for him probably took him about six years to let go of what he had watched the world go through. And then he came into that next phase. So it would have affected him by the time he was about 30. And it took a certain time and space for that to move into full placement in him. And I think that what you'll find is 
you can come forward now with integrating a future where it's always fascinating to be part of what's authored. Like, um, I always love the statement, I think it was John Hancock, where they said, uh, damn the consequences, hand me the pen. What? And when I told John that, he goes, well, you know, he needed to be careful. I said, maybe. But, but Hancock knew that that wasn't his place. So John's a physician. He might have thought, is that the best thing to do or not? Right? He has a different placement of what, his, what he was to do at this, at, in, in his life now. So I don't think everyone should come in and leap in and say, sign the declaration, you know, freedom for everyone. Go, what does freedom actually mean? And so he was talking last week with, with uh, his, our daughter-in-law, and who's a young physician in her second year of training when they beat you to a pulp. You're sort of a doctor, but not yet. So they go, what do you think we should do? Not that you have any authority, but you are the authority over that patient. Unless nothing goes well with her, and then we're taking her back from you. And so you're, you're. Do they like you? Do they not want you? You know, and you, and I said they're training you. So next year you're the authority, sort of. So that when you walk out a year from then, no matter who you deal with, whether they like physicians, they don't. It's a life and death situation. It's mild. No matter what a human being does to you, you have a resilience that can be present in the circumstance to try to do no harm and care for the person who's not well. I go, that's what they're training. It has very little to do with medicine. It was like, is the instrument adequate to handle caretaking the medicine through the human debris out there in the world? That's what they're training in Jakari. But she was talking to me about her desire for there to be more justice in the world and humanity, and John quietly came into the room. And we were talking about some things she and I have manners in which she was addressing that. And he quietly leaned against the, the, the lintel of the door and he went into a silence that I know well in him. And this is something he has studied as a physician for almost 50 years, where I will experience him receiving from heaven how he is to be as a virtuous man who is a physician. So he leaned against the lintel or the threshold of the doorway. And he said to her, as a father-in-law, but as a physician, you will have to find your own way of bringing justice every day. There will be your own way to do this. But what he was saying to her also was that he had found his own way as a son, a spouse, a father, a neighbor and a physician to do that right so for each of us as you go forward you need to listen and look for this light that is transcendent right the aura starts to not really have a electromagnetic clarity so when someone walks into a room they don't quite know what to do with you to fight so you go, well, what does one, who is one then, if one is of that light and of that sound, and yet an ordinary human being? So as you're with that, you start to let God and yourself sculpt this human being of the great peace you are. So when you pay attention, 
you'll start to know what to do. And then when you enact that in the next moment, occasionally there'll be the water to wine between you and another person. And you'll go, good, we are translating heaven to earth, person to person, couple in their marriage, parent to child. And that would be the way we mature the human being, the Christian, the Buddhist, the Taoist, the Universalist. Oh, you practice this way. We sit together respectfully. And then we have a young physician woman teaching and working with her patients, older man. And though they're not geographically together, the resonance is toward, toward a scale of justice. Right? And then we, we start to palpably feel that. And I go, there's the holy family. And then you go, well, what is that feeling? See, we're not used to that. We're used to this electromagnetic of the family instead of the family <laughs> settling in grace. And so, and then, and then a sense of, of a civilization. And so it'll have components in it that are ordinary and have that electromagnetic charge, but the greater resonance of it begins to be this sound and then this quality of this light. And then you learn, oh, my body is comforted by this and comfortable within it and able within it to embody this. And so you want to practice that. So you become part of that uh, authority within your own being. And then it's that, damn the consequences, hand me the pen. Or John's measured response of, you know, you have to find, each of us has to find justice each day in our own way. And he commented to me later, you know, he understood what that would be for her, that she will be coming in with one patient and another and one colleague and a family member of a dying person or a woman giving birth. And she will be present with what can she do to bring that forward. And his, his serious and loving countenance was so wisely, lovingly present in that fathership beside her, right? So what will that be in each of you? And will people recognize it or not? That part is not so important. But more that you're faithful to that signature within yourself. Then when you have that, those moments that are water to wine with another person, it moves in them, in you, for the sake of God, everywhere. And then you realize, oh, I'm part of that ocean. And that dewdrop has been faithful to its source, its nature, and its eternal relationship. Right? And then the past, present, and future are moving as one in you. And you're, you're right on your path. So what a glorious day. Let's do our meditation. And um, then we'll say goodnight. And I understand it may rain tomorrow, although it doesn't look like it, but it supposedly may have some showers. We shall see. So if you need to bring something warm or for wet weather, and uh, we'll hope it's, we'll, we'll just see what the day is. But thank you so much for your deep attention today and um, questions. And, and just what it is to be together is hugely meaningful to, to me and it is to Blaine and all of us. So thank you. And the crows. Mm -hmm.
So you can have your eyes open or closed. Sit, this is comfortable for you. Erect or relaxed or lie down. Let yourself exhale any places you have of worry or tension or grief or confusion. In the hearted soul, allow yourself to be offered to God, let's say, however you perceive him, her, that great one, a sense of heaven, creator, or the sense of source that we arise from, that we are of, that we will someday resolve and return into. In the heart and soul, allow yourself to be at peace with your traditional practices, whatever they might be. Rosaries or malas or names of the divine, forms of meditation, prayer, service, reading, poetry, music. Allow yourself that comfort of how you know the divine and how you represent allowing that language to bless you and guide you. In the heart and soul, let go of any place that has been an affliction for you in faith and practice, areas where you were taught hatred and confusion or hostility through religion as a weapon. There is a protection and guidance we're taught often for self-respect or balance. Let that tradition be a blessing to you and let go of places where you were taught great hostility and argument and fighting or you know, judgment of hellfire and brimstone from any culture against yourself or loved ones or <clears throat> other traditions. And any place where those more negative or troubling areas were held within you, allow the space where those were in your consciousness to be blessed by heaven and resolved or fulfilled. What does that feel like to have that ease or that different sense of balance or permission? Be aware that one does not have to understand heaven to represent heaven. One can try to represent that state of what we feel without having to utilize it in a judging way. It can be utilized in an innocent way of willingness to simply embody virtue and trust the essential goodness of that 
and practice that direction of realization and purpose and brotherhood and sisterhood. Be aware in the heart and soul of not letting anything or anyone hit against your conscience or your dignity and self-respect, your quality of standing for your own advocacy of your, your goodness, your path upon this earth. Be aware in the heart and soul of people who have honored you or recognized and cared for your qualities of purpose and meaning. And allow yourself to be acknowledged and validated by those people who have cared for you and protected and guided you. Allow your gratitude for that. Then from the heart and soul, allow yourself to be grounded like a great tree. The scientists now openly talking about the mother tree, where her roots go out and are interrelated with all the other trees and plants of the forest, where they co-nurture one another with vitamins and nutrients and mitochondria and all the little mosses and lichens and the flora and fauna of the forest in relationships so that the roots of you go out <clears throat> to all of mankind, to all of nature, to all of your loved ones. That anywhere you walk upon the earth is your home that all of humanity is your family. That it is not up to you to judge or ordain another human being's life, but to call them forward to the heavens, to become like another tree beside you. So that you as a human being in the forest of humanity are well and thriving and you're wishing that for all of the other human beings, all of the other trees of the human race, so all through the forest of the world. You're not engulfed by the other human beings as if they were harming you or tricking you or conquering you, but you're calling them forward to live in grace beside you. And then let that sense of the blessing of the heavens fill all the places in your soul which need attention, recognition, a quality of blessing and harmony or fulfillment or grace. Let that quality of the light and sound and grace of the heavens fulfill all the parts of you that are in your body and the bodies of light around you so that your health and well-being are 
restored or harmonized. Every cell of the body, every system of your body, your pulmonary system, how you breathe, how oxygen and nitrogen and carbon dioxide and inert materials are taken in, how carbon dioxide and water vapor and inert materials are released. Let the heavens bless and fulfill and move through the systems of your cardiovascular system, all the parts of you that are the blood, the pulsation of your arteries and your veins, your capillaries, moving through all of the organs of your body, all of the vessels of your body. Let that sense of blessing or grace move through all of the digestive tract, from the mouth to the organs, to how food and water move through the body and sustain the body. And that anything in you that has been challenged or disharmonious in how you ingest or digest food or what your metabolic systems are like, whether they're aging or uncomfortable or have gone through systemic changes, you ask that the heavens bless and move through all of those components of who you are in this body. Allow gratitude through the heart and soul and body for how your life is nourished by food, water, the atmosphere, so that you are not afraid of the world, but you are able to thrive as a human being, like a sort of human tree in the forest of the world, cared for willingly by the plants, animals, water, atmosphere, all around you. Ask the divine through all of those, through the atmosphere, through the water, through the plants and animals, what purpose am I to have? How am I to live upon this earth? amid all of creation. What is there within me that needs greater alignment or balance in any way, or greater nourishment, or less focus in certain ways, <coughs> greater ease in my breathing, a different balance in how I eat or drink or rest, or let go. Be aware of how safely or unsafely you feel held in your groundedness on the earth. And be aware of letting go of any tension or insecurity or instability in your breathing, 
so that as you exhale, you inhale, you inhale, allowing yourself to be alive. So that as you exhale, you inhale, allowing yourself to be alive. Allowing that there is great permission for you to fully embody your path. That there is a divine purpose for you as both ordinary and extraordinary. As part of the human forest, yet as an individual. With the trees and the plants and the animals and the elements all around you as a sacred home. Then in the heart and soul be aware of allowing this quality of this light of God and the sense of that sound of God and creation to, to bless you, to bless you with your deepest or highest or truest path, to protect you, to allow you then in your skeleton, your system of bones and your cartilage and tendons, you're held in that light and sound in your central nervous system all that you feel through your body you're held in that light and sound your systems in which you sense of eyesight and hearing tasting and smelling touching all through your skin that you are blessed by that light and sound of the divine. What does that feel like in this time of the beginning of a fulfillment? Why was this planet created? Why were beings created such as us? And the buffalo and the ravens or crows we were hearing and the fish and the birds and why was all of this created? What is this which we are all embodying? What is the nature of the fulfillment beyond constantly fighting? I'll devour you. No, I'll devour you. Oh, we've stopped devouring one another. What is this fulfillment? Be aware in your heart and soul that on some level you remember aspects of this from before you were conceived. You are aware of some aspect of this from before you came down to the earth. Allow the quality of who you were before you were conceived and born to be present within you. Allow the quality of who you are to be fully present within you, 
to be vulnerable. Not so much many you can be hurt, but many you can be touched. To be strong. To be courageous. To be kind. To be noble. To be truthful. To not have to necessarily say something, but to be that. To be that virtue. And then to speak from that, from that manner of being. And to enact that. To embody that in all of your doing, all of your actions. in the heart and soul to be merciful with yourself and others, to let go of the chronic judgment of yourself and others, and to let go of the chronic receiving of judgment by others that's so present in our world right now. Realize if I'm being judged by many, well, I will just be as merciful as I can be I will just be the most merciful human being I can be. What more can I do? And then allow yourself to receive that light and sound from heaven. Be aware that everyone on the earth is receiving that now. Not because I say so, but I'm more noting the weather. Oh, everyone on the earth is receiving that now. As some of these children who are historic teachers of all the world's peoples are coming into their maturity. Hmm. How shall they show us to live now? How shall we shepherd them by our virtues to a world so beautiful? To a world with a civilization about which we are excited, purposeful, dedicated, humble, earnest, creative, wise, balanced. Then in the heart and soul, what are areas that you need to let go of that were negative or destructive or disturbing for you, or against you, or toward you from others, from yourself? What are areas where you were not able to fulfill yourself because of various afflictions in humanity? Let those go and forgive humanity and yourself for our failures, our places we couldn't accomplish, or you couldn't, or systems around us. and couples or families or groups couldn't accomplish. Realize that time is past. Those times are gone. They're part of our memory, our history. What are the areas of life where I still will long so much for some of those experiences or accomplishments? And in the heart and soul, ask for those. May the heavens allow me 
a fulfillment of these qualities that I still so deeply seem to need or long for or so wistfully wish to receive. And see the nature of how heaven and your soul and path create that concordance, that harmonic of being and doing that is the essence of the life you still have, whatever age you are at, you are at right now. Let go of any place in the heart and soul that carries regret. And realize, I didn't know all along many things I know now. Or I was unwilling. Or I wasn't adequately virtuous. And forgive yourself that. This is part of the, the grave judgment that's so constant. So I will stop that judgment now and realize in some way I was doing the best I could with a time that was both good and difficult. A time that was both one of warfare or the preparation for warfare in myself, all around me. What was I thinking? What was I doing? Most of my energy was tied up in some way that I would rather it were not. And let that be and let that go. In the heart and soul, gather your energy so that you're able to become a fulfillment of grace. You're able to become the water into wine. Give the heavens permission to fulfill this in you and through you in all ways, everywhere, and always, throughout time and space. Ask this for all of creation, all of humanity, all of life, all of the elements, all of the cosmos. And then for your own heart of hearts, your own soul of souls. Especially ask this for your mother and father, wherever they are. For your ancestors. Your siblings, for those of you who have them, children, grandchildren, and then come back to your own heart and soul and ask for that blessed grace for yourself. And at that very center of who you are, be turned from that water into wine.
as you're ready, open your eyes and come back. Let your breath just quietly become natural. I hope you have a beautiful evening and this gorgeous day and um, drive safely home and I shall see you tomorrow morning, okay? Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah.